The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. Everybody and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and we are here talking with Minnesotans doing cool things, making cool products. And today, I am a little frazzled because I had my interviews mixed up, but I'm going to get it together here. I am here with uh, John McGarvey and Travis Metzger, and they are from Dow Labs. And I'm super excited to talk to you guys. And I know I didn't seem like it because I had my interview time screwed up, but so about I don't know a month ago. This package arrived at my door, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember someone asking me if I want. they wanted me to send them this formula of Chinese herbs, and I love, I was a cancer patient, so I believe in alternative forms of medicine, and I've done acupuncture, and I get massage, and so I was like, oh, yeah, here's these Chinese herbs, okay. So I looked at them, and there were, like, women's health, there was, like, a stress formula, Mm -hmm. there was a, a immunity booster, and at that point, my husband and I had gotten home from a trip, and we were both on our second cold of the season, and mm-hmm. the season had barely even started. And it just felt like we were just down and out. Yep. And I just decided, I to- I was like getting mad at my husband, because it was like the second week he was sick, and I'm sorry, you guys have probably heard the recent oh, research no. about oh, yeah. men being total babies when they're sick, and it's probably true, because you have a lower <laughs> I haven't heard system. that research, but go on. So I... I said to my husband, okay, that's it. I'm taking in charge of this. I'm making soup. Uh I'm giving you these immune boosters, and you're going to eat them for a whole week, and you're taking the vitamins, and he got better. He got better. Within, like, four days, he Mm -hmm. felt, like, much better, Mm -hmm. and I didn't take it, and I took longer than he did, and I'm normally healthier just because he's got an asthma condition, so he's a little immune suppressed when he gets colds in the first place. So I was just like, wow, maybe this stuff really works. I don't know. So welcome to the program. Well, thank Thanks. you. And yeah. uh, Tell me how, so I'm under the impression that, John, maybe you started it, and then, Travis, you made it taste good. Tell me how this all transpired. That's accurate. Um, and, and first of all, your story is a very familiar one to us, uh, both I in bet. terms of uh, your experience with cancer, yep. um, and then as well, uh, you know, on a much smaller level with what you experienced with our, our cold formula. And the reason I'm a bit hoarse right now, and this is true, um, it's up on our Instagram stories feed at the moment, but uh, my wife is homesick. My son is fighting something or just getting over it. And my daughter is um, definitely got it as well. And I'm the only one in the house, uh, despite the fact that we're fully invested in this thing, I'm the only one in the house that consumes the Chinese herbs, and I'm the only one that has not gotten sick at all this flu season. Okay. And this one is pretty aggressive if you followed, like, what's going on in the news, both yeah. in terms of the strand with um, uh, this year's influenza, along with uh, the flu shot not performing the way it's supposed yep. to. If you look at research coming out of Australia, um, that tends to be a precursor to what happens, you know, for our flu season. And this one's a particularly bad one, which is not to say this will prevent the flu pardon me, prevent the flu. There are things that we can say and can't say from an FDA and FTC standpoint, and we want to be very respective of those. But even if you got a flu shot, you should be sipping our stuff right now because it's a formula that's been around for 900 plus years. 
Uh, it's three very powerful herbs, and this is not meant to be a commercial, like plug the product as much as possible. Well, it's a podcast, so you should. I, but I, <laughs> and I will. But the point is, is like we're so passionate about this stuff, and, and the passion started, to answer your question now specifically, um, I'm from, I don't know if you are going to edit this out, but I'm from Iowa. Um, no, my... I'm just going to talk to you about pink <laughs> containments after the show. Okay. <laughs> so I uh, was first introduced to Chinese herbs in 1992. Um, our public high school, very progressive uh, for the state of Iowa, we offered uh, a Chinese as a language option. And uh, I took Chinese as opposed to French, Spanish, or Latin. And um, my first trip to China was in 1994. And it was then, um, I don't know if I've actually shared this anecdote with you, Travis, but I was, I was bit by a monkey uh, on that particular trip, and I was treated with herbs. And this was the year that Outbreak, the film, was coming uh, coming online. Well, and it was that's like... the real deal. I actually know someone that, same kind of thing, was traveling, got bit by a monkey, and he was paralyzed for two years Yeah, from the neck down. Yeah. He has now regained some movement. Yeah. And he can walk, but he's got limited mobility in one of his arms. I mean, it's it's a real thing. It's a real They're thing. They're very germy. <laughs> mine, mine wasn't, uh, thankfully, as severe, although I, I did freak out a little bit. We don't have anything for, for monkey bites yet. Um, but the point is, is that I was exposed to Chinese herbs at a, a very young age, and my professional career went in a totally different direction. I was in financial services for a long time. And then I got this opportunity um, in uh, the, the late... Um, uh, 2000s-ish, to go uh, work and live in Tibet. And that was my first sort of foray, both from the perspective of um, uh, studying abroad and working abroad, mm-hmm. even though I'd been to China quite a bit between sort of college and, and just personal reasons and whatnot. Um, and that's when I took a real close, hard look at, at Chinese herbs. And um, outside of the monkey incident, my next one was I got pretty sick on, on Thanksgiving Day in 2007. And uh, that was treated wholly and uh, exclusively by Chinese herbs. And, and it was something that was just like, all right, there's, there's something here, you right. know. Um, and I'll wrap it up. I get a bit verbose. When I came back from China, I, I was actually then uh, introduced to the natural foods industry. And I, I ran a, a natural food company for about longer than I want to admit. But um, it was my introduction into the world of whole foods and, and on a micro level, the wedge co-op and sewers and whatnot. And we were selling across the country. And it was during that time that I thought, you know what, there's an opportunity here because your experience when it comes to acupuncture is a very common one. It's not something where it's just kind of uh, hippies or, or, you know, the fringe of our society that like clings to, to acupuncture. It's a real living, you know, active part of people's wellness routines. Um, and I recognized then that there wasn't sort of a brand synonymous with Chinese medicine on a consumer level. And so uh, my partner here to my right uh, w- was early to kind of jump on the bandwagon. I'll let him tell his story here in a second. But it was over a casual beer one night. And I said, I think I'm going to start this Chinese medicine company. Were you guys friends? Travis was oh, like, yeah, so, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I actually, we I don't know how now? much of this John wants to talk about. No, I... Um, I started out doing some research and development for a company that John was involved with. Mm-hmm. And so during that time is kind of when he mentioned this to me. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. When I'm we here. talk about um, being an entrepreneur, John, it sounds like you've been an entrepreneur in a couple of different iterations. Yeah. Have you had some successes and some failures along the way before you got to hear it? Sounds like you might have. I've had a little bit of both. Uh, you know, my last one was uh, was a success, but it was a slugfest. It was a small natural frozen food manufacturer. Yep. Uh, we made, uh, we might lose all your listeners now. We made eggplant products. I love um, eggplant. Oh, you do? Yes. Who doesn't? <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised. Um, so I ran a, a natural food company. We made eggplant and that was a slugfest when it came to like, you know, 
fighting for shelf space yeah, and, and making sure we were mm-hmm. merchandised appropriately. We didn't have a lot of money and we were always short of money and all those things. But at the end of the day, we, we built a nice brand and we had probably 5,000 plus points of distribution and, and multiple channels. And um, that company was sold in, in 2015. And that's when I said, well, what what's next? And I did get the bug for entrepreneurialism. And um, could you could you have cashed out at that point and... I mean, just done something else or? Well, I kind of did, um, you know, from the perspective of I had a, a contract to stay with our, our buyer yep. for uh, for a year plus, And I, I did. Um, and then it was like, well, what's next? And there's a big trade show that I'm sure some of the people who listen to the show or have been on it before have, have spoken about called Natural Products Expo mm-hmm. West, which is this gigantic show out in Anaheim. And um, th- there were two data points that that kind of hit me, Stephanie. Number one was I was at the show and it was towards the end of my contract. And I thought, well, is there anybody out here doing this? And, mm-hmm. and the answer was was yes, but really no, because it was just kind of fringe, smaller uh, companies that no one had necessarily ever heard of right. and wasn't approachable, which, you know, our, our intention, our brand is, is to be very approachable. Um, but then number two was um, uh, I, I read an article in the Wall Street Journal um, that the Cleveland Clinic had just opened up a, a integrative medicine center that was exclusively uh, practicing Chinese medicine. And I thought, you know, if there isn't a better data point out here, and incidentally, we've been working on this thing for a while or have been baking it for a while. And they were talking about the formulas that we were actually working on at the time, as far as the herbal uh, formulas themselves. Yep. And so I thought, gee, this is, this is like, come on. And so um, my wife, who's uh, my biggest partner in, in this endeavor, um, outside of Travis, uh, just said, if, if you're going to do it, you got to do it now and, and let's go. And so that was about two years ago. And, uh, and here we are. So just to give the listener an idea, these are, it's like a, like, it looks like a tea packet. And when you open it up, it's a powder mm-hmm. and you pour it in water and you mix it up and you drink it. Mm-hmm. Um, Chinese herbs traditionally are fairly horrible to drink. Absolutely. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. So this probably brings you into the picture, Travis. You're here to try to make these things palatable. And is so Chinese herbs comes in lots of different forms and they apply in lots of different ways. This idea that you could drink them and have them in a powder form, is this happening in China and just really hasn't hit it in America? Uh, to some degree, but it's um, they're definitely still taking them in the raw forms and the decoctions and the brewing and they're dark colored and yeah. they smell horrible and they taste horrible. You're starting to see it on some of the TV shows. Uh, Andrew Zimmerman's and Anthony yep. Tony Bourdain's are starting to do things like that. And they're told that it's good for you, but they don't want to drink it, right, regardless of how good it might be for you because it yeah. tastes horribly. So, And then they have these tea pills companies have that you have to take 40 of yep. these little round the tea pills mm-hmm. that you're spilling all over. And so this was an idea of how we can have it be grab and go Add it to your water water bottle. Take it with you. It's real easy. It tastes good. And is it the same? Absolutely. Yeah, the efficacy is exactly the same. Authenticity is a cornerstone of what we do. Um, And our other co-founder who's in Boone, North Carolina, um, that's his only rule with this is that we have to make sure it it performs on what it's doing. And so, um, yes, it is the same, but it's better from the the flavoring and the packaging and the grab and go and, and whatnot. So you have this currently set up. So you have four brands. I want to. So we have the women's monthly kit, which is fascinating to me because it basically takes a women's cycle and gives you different herbs concoctions based on where you're at in your cycle, which I think is super smart. There's digestive health. So people that have gut problems and maybe inflamed guts. And we all know that guts is where you're making your serotonin and your feelings of well-being. So guts are important. 
gut health, and then emotional balance, which I gave to my college-age daughter mm-hmm. and said, please take this mm-hmm. because you just, you know, they're under stress and they're high and lows. And then we have immunity support, which is obviously for cold and flu season. And then I think there's another kind of women's... Um, well, there's the, the monthly kit, which is a combination yep. of the emotional balance and the women's formula, and it just acts as the time of the cycle that you take it, and it makes for a better monthly cycle to follow. And and the way you're selling these is they come in a box, they come in these packets, and you can buy them monthly, mm-hmm. you can buy them for single packets. How, like, optimally, you're going to want us to take them every day because mm-hmm. that's the way that they like to have Chinese herbs, but... If you have, like, immunity support, could you buy a box and just use it like you would use emergency or when you're feeling crappy? Yes, and that's exactly what we want you to do. Um, So ideally, you would take it every day for about 30 days as we go into flu season from a traditional traditional Mm -hmm. Chinese medicine perspective. Um, But we don't always operate that way and we don't behave that way. I will tell you that anytime I feel, quote, unquote, something coming on, if I hit two of those... It, it doesn't. Okay. You know, and so even though I haven't stuck with the 30-day sort of routine, which our doctors would suggest, it works very, very effectively. So think about getting on an airplane, right? The number of people that take, you know, the, the brand you just mentioned or any sort of other vitamin, um, think of it in that format. You know, if you want to pre- pre- prevent sort of germs, bacteria, whatnot, as you get on the plane, that's an optimal time to take it. And it's funny because I take that. It's 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C. That's all it is. You know, is a vitamin C boost going to help me? Maybe. There's been some research that says it might, but it's not super um, exact. Yeah. But you're, it's sort of like in your mind, too. You know you're going into the germ box yep. and you're going to yep. be sitting in there for four hours. Yeah. I, I feel like if we could get the word out about Chinese uh, medicine and Chinese herbs, that why wouldn't we try them? Totally. And I want uh, kind of Travis, if you want to dive deeper into like jade windscreen and what it means as far as the formula is concerned, it's it is incredible. And I want to also say we're working with um, some scientists in Hong Kong right now that have done some very early stage clinical trials on the formula behind our immunity support. I would think that's going to be important to you because I'm, you know, I'll try anything. Uh, Being sick, you sort of are like, okay, our health is not forever here. I better help myself along. Yeah. But most people aren't going to be like me. Most people aren't going to be as open or as accepting and just start like, oh, sure, yeah. Not, not, not necessarily, but also we found that a lot of our consumers are very well educated as far as the the, the herbs and the formulas themselves or just right. Chinese medicine in general. We get multiple calls a day from people saying, do you have this herb or that herb or whatnot? I fielded one yesterday from a lady in Alabama um, whose husband has got a very uh, aggressive form of cancer, you know, and so she had found us through... Google and the yep. analytics that drive that. And so in as much as like there is a huge education component to what we do, there's also when people get, you know, frustrated, they get desperate, they get, I'll try anything, they get real focused and real educated. And kind of going back to what I said earlier, there are more people that know about Chinese herbs than don't. It just isn't something that we're talking about. Well, and I think it's funny that you're here in Minnesota. You know, it's, I don't know, we're not the most progressive state, <laughs> are we? I mean, we're good medically. But it's ironic that you're starting this here. Do you have any thoughts about that? I have many thoughts on that. I think there's no... <laughs> it's a great many, place to live. I have many thoughts on, on most things. It's a great place to live. It's a wonderful entrepreneurial community. We, we've done a lot of work uh, from a marketing, from a sales strategy standpoint right here. And we go to China, you know, one or two times a year. And I've got great status on... Uh, 
you know, the the world's best carrier, Delta. And so for us to, like, be able to pop over there pretty efficiently. Yeah. We're not Los Angeles. We're not New York City. But we have the Mayo Clinic here. That's right. We have multiple colleges here. Uh, We have great, phenomenal acupuncture community. The the reception from the acupuncture community across the board has been great, but particularly here in Minnesota. And we've got the Northwestern College of uh, Oriental Medicine down in Bloomington. And so, like... Northwestern Health Sciences. There's a a wonderful... Yeah, it, it isn't necessarily Chinatown and San Francisco, but... But it doesn't have to be based on kind of what we're doing and who we're trying to target. Um, Travis, the food community here and food scientists, did they help you make these taste good? Um, and one doesn't taste awesome, I'm just going to say. <laughs> that's fair. That's all right. Yeah. Many herbs don't taste We've awesome. brought them well, a long that's way. Why I, like, I was really surprised. <laughs> one tasted great. And then the other one I had, I was like, hmm. Well, this is kind of like celery, and I just need and, to chug it down. <laughs> some of that is by design. We wanted to, um, we wanted it to, you still still be able to taste the herbs in the background and that earthiness and that authenticness of yep. it. If whereas if it just tasted like, you know, bubble gum or watermelon or something, it, yeah, I feel it would like be it, a little weird. Yeah, um, and we tried to align the flavors that we added in with the efficacies as best we could of the eastern herbs as well. So um, we didn't just pluck flavors out of nowhere. So the orange and the chai and the rosemary and the different things that we added in all align with the efficacies as well from a Western standpoint. And are you planning on selling these? Like right now you can buy them online. You can buy a monthly subscription, which I think is smart because that'll encourage people to do it. But are you planning on selling these in stores or how do you get people to try them? <laughs> uh, so I'll answer your first question first. Uh, we will eventually sell these in stores, but based on my prior experience, um, we wanted to make sure that we were doing everything as as best we could. You know, and so we've gotten feedback as far as the taste or some issues with packaging, things of that nature. It's very unforgiving once you get out on the shelf yep. to do a recall or say, hey, Mr. or Madam Buyer, we want to change something. It's like you're you're fully invested. So we really wanted to spend our first sort of 18 months perfecting what we had. And we've got some new products in the pipeline that are incredible. And we're taking all of those. And I could see us going to retail faster with those um, based on everything we've learned from this first sort of round of products and, and making them better. So right now we're strictly online uh, as far as what we're doing to uh, you know spread the word and, and uh, elevate the conversation. It's everything from the, the standard blocking and tackling that one would do as an e-commerce company. Um, we've got some great shareholders that are involved with, uh, with Dow Labs. And so we're, we're able to kind of tap into Silicon Valley just a little bit mm-hmm. to make sure that we're running the analytics the way that we should be, that we're, you know, thinking about our influencer programs the right way. But then it's a lot of the stuff, uh, our colleague who just left and helped coordinate this, uh, this discussion, Tracy Dwight is, is doing a fantastic job with some just, you know, grassroots, let's get the samples out and let's get the conversation going. I would note specifically, we've got a great Instagram feed, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, Dow Labs or at Dow Labs. And that, from an acquisition standpoint, has been our most effective tool so far. Really? It's, it's incredible. It's Why do you think, uh, well, and, and I this is a really open-ended question, but many people like Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, I like it. People are using it. But for you to like say that this is the number one way that people are adopting my product yeah. is phenomenal to me. I, I it's a little bit phenomenal to me as well. We wanted to make a brand that was approachable um, and that was, I don't think beautiful is the right way, but we wanted to make sure that it was something that we could be really proud of and that people would kind of resonate with and that would catch the eye. And consequently, the category of Chinese medicine doesn't just stop with herbs. It's the acupuncture, it's the mindfulness, it's the chi, it's all of those aspects. 
And we're trying to capture those on film, you know. And so when you look at your Instagram account, are you following the 80-20 rule, meaning 80% of our content is lifestyle driven and 20% is product driven? I would say so. You know, and I think it's a blend of both that performs uh, mm-hmm. better. Um, we have certain pillars that we're following. One that we're, we're rolling out in, in 2018 is Living Qi, mm-hmm. and Qi is, is QI. Um, and Qi is energy in Chinese medicine. It's blood. It's, it's balance. It's everything. It's the bedrock of that. And so we've got this awesome uh, designer who um, went to Augsburg who's working with us to kind of bring that visually to life. And that doesn't have any product in it. It's what... The celery tasting product is supposed to do to you. It, it's supposed to make you feel more lively, more, right. more balanced. And so that's, think about that from a content standpoint. There's so much we can do with it. And so um, I don't know where I'm going with this this and, uh, this sort of babbling statement here, other than to say it is the 80-20 rule and it's the stuff that isn't like here by our product. That yeah, it's gets not us. super tangible. Yeah. If someone wants to get a hold of your product and they go to DellLabs.com, what is the entry level? Like, this is what we want you to try first, skeptical consumer. You want me to take it or? It depends. Travis is shaking his head. This is really <laughs> compelling broadcast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And you're like, how much time do you Anything have? I can do. I'm just, I'm curious what the first entry point is that most people would make. I guess it depends on your problem. I'm answering depends, the question for you. It depends on our problem. It depends on what your need is. Um, to Travis's point, these and yours as well. We didn't want them to taste like bubble gum, and I don't want, I don't want flavor to to be the reason that people don't try them because medicine always doesn't taste great, but Chinese herbs certainly don't taste great. But they're so highly efficacious that, like, you know, it depends where you want to start. The best tasting one is digestive harmony. And that's probably the one, either that or immunity support. That's the one that, yeah. that people. But flavor is not something we want to get stuck on. If you're having issues related to digestion, take our digestive harmony. It's an incredible formula. Um, it works, you know, in some cases in a matter of seconds. Everybody should be taking immunity support right now. Like, I can't say that enough. Whether you're getting on an airplane or you're around kids or you've got, you know, uh, children in daycare and you get the elusive uh, yep. you know, strep is going around here. So everyone should be taking that. And then I think when it comes to uh, our, our women's products, I, I, I can't speak to them personally, obviously, but I can tell you firsthand when we've spent time in China with our suppliers and, and um, our, our supply chain partners over there, those products are number one and number two across the category and across the board in Asia, as far as what are people consuming. Right. It's, our, it's the women's formula and the emotional balance. Can you take this same, not necessarily prescription exactly, but could you put this into other foods? And is that the goal? Like, are you looking at bars? Are you looking at other type of healthy food alternatives? Yeah, absolutely. We uh, we actually have bars that are that are basically ready to go. Uh, we were actually going to launch with bars and then kind of made the switch to the effervescent uh, powders kind of at the last minute for a variety of reasons. But yeah, absolutely. Um, and different, um, you know, soups is something we're looking at doing because nobody's huh. really done anything with kind of yeah. totally edible meals that are like a turmeric, nutris- coconut, lentil soup, with, something like that. With, yeah. With the Chinese formula, it would be amazing, right? So is that your, are you the chef man of the group? I am. I am. <laughs> yes. So where? what is your background? Uh, so 25 years in the restaurant business uh, around the country, uh, culinary school in out in Vermont, uh, worked in Atlanta, you know, with the Buckhead Life Restaurant Group for a while, yeah. uh, worked in Phoenix at the Boulders Resort, and then helped a family in St. Louis with an Italian, a few Italian restaurants for several years, and then um, ended up here in 
Minneapolis to open up a small place in South Minneapolis that we just closed or sold a couple of years ago. So that we had that for 15 years. And that's where I met John and his wife. And that's how this hall got started. So has it been different to transfer your skills in the in the kitchens of a restaurant, per se, to a company kitchen? I mean, that's going to um, be completely a different beast. It is different. It's uh I was for- I feel fortunate to be able to have had the transition because I love working with food, but my body couldn't really take uh, banging around the yeah. 90, 100-hour weeks in the kitchens anymore. But uh, And it's amazing. The food is so different from a Chinese medicine perspective. Um, so I work closely with our main doctor of Chinese medicine, Eric Karchmer. And so he kind of gets me on the right track with an ingredient and what it would be good for. And then I, I run with it and combine other flavors uh, that align with it. So Chinese medicine looks at food completely different rather than carbohydrates and proteins and things like that. It'll be whether it's warming or whether it's cooling or whether it adds to dampness or a deficiency or helps take away from that. And so it's really, after spending 25 years or more studying food, it's a completely new way of looking at food and it's really amazing. You mentioned that there's a trial that you guys are involved in I have a. I've talked to another um, cust- or uh, podcasted with another woman who's got a bar. Um, Step One Foods is the name mm-hmm. of her company, and she's had a trial. And on, on the one hand, I'm really glad that there is sort of this rigorous process. On the other hand, like, come on, this rigorous process. It seems like it's take it. It takes more time for some of these things to be able to be vetted in terms of their success than some of the pharmaceuticals that we just throw out into the marketplace with no problem whatsoever. Has, has that been something that has frustrated you? There's moments, uh, you know, it's a startup and startups can have really great days and have days where we're, we're pulling our hair out. Right. And that just kind of goes with the territory of what we're doing. Um, we get asked a lot, you know, what's the goal? And the goal is to build a great company. Uh, we are so passionate and this is what's kind of driving this. We are so passionate behind these herbs and what they do. And that's our focus. And, and are there moments we want to go faster? Absolutely. Are there moments our investors want us to go faster? Yes. Yeah. But right now we just want to get things right and, and, you know, make sure that we're, we're, we're doing all the appropriate things for long-term success. When you look at your PNL, what percentage of your total budget is marketing? Because I have to believe that it's, oh, it's just gigantic it's all. that that's what this whole company is almost about. It's it's absolutely it's all marketing and uh, internet marketing and search engine optimization and and all of that. But you don't have the benefit of being in a store, so you can't sample people necessarily at store. We can't, but that's the opportunity. You know, I don't know what the statistic statistic is, but an average consumer looks at a package good 2.4 seconds or something and then moves on. And right now we're at such top of funnel from an awareness standpoint, from a sales standpoint that we got to tell a story. Yeah. You know, the last company I was involved with owned a supplement brand, and, and the supplement aisle is a great place. It's great margins. There's wonderful products there. But boy, oh boy, you get lost very, very easily, and you're so highly dependent on the person who's working that section of the store to like point you to what you need. And that's equally you know, exhausting from the perspective of like energy and, and education and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so what we're trying to do right now is use all the tools that you just described and a lot more in 2018 where we can, through video, through long-form content, really draw out, like, how does this thing work? And on average right now, I can assure you that a consumer spends a lot more time on our webpage than they would those 2.7 seconds. You know, people will spend multiple minutes per page reading about this stuff and then email us or buy the product yeah. or communicate with us. And so 
I think for where we are right now, I, I, I still stand by the decision to, to go direct to consumer out of the gate rather than, um, you know, trying to force our way on the shelf and then obviously force our way off. So direct to consumer is what do you what is the hope for a million dollar business? Is it two million? Is it four million? And then how does that contrast to when you would actually perhaps go into the store level? Well, I think it isn't so much a, a sales metric as it is a cash flow metric right mm-hmm. now and making sure that we're, you know, not burning cash and we're actually, you know, turning cash back out and then redeploying that either into the business or into a new, a new endeavor. And so I can't put a dollar figure against it um, per se, but I, I do obviously watch our cash position quite closely. And, uh, and cash flow on in an online business has got the cash has got to be pretty good because yeah. you have less expenses, but... What people really underestimate, and I know you don't because I'm just looking in your eyes, is the cost of marketing of online. Oh, and Sure. It's, and it's, this was a different skill set. Had we had a conversation uh, a, a year ago, it would have been much different from kind of what I know and understand now. Yeah. You know, everything from, well, we can sell this stuff at one in the morning if we want to, to uh, customer acquisition costs and metrics of, of that nature. Yep. You know, and you don't necessarily have that at the retail level. We talk about turns. We talk about number of placements, yep. you know, things of that nature. Whereas the whole idea of the funnel and top to bottom to conversion and how can we optimize it. And one thing I do know is like there's always optimization no matter where you are in that process that we could be under, you know, working on or or trying to tweak. And that's a blessing and a curse. You you could always be working and and making it better and more efficient. But on Sunday afternoon, you could be thinking about making it better and and more efficient rather than thinking about the kids or you know, uh, yeah, and that is <laughs> those the, aspects. the kind of life of an entrepreneur. A little it's bit. sort of hard to turn it off. I, I wish you great success. I think about if you can maximize the online marketing and the consumers coming to you, sure. and then you can add the retail component. My friend, you'll have a great secret sauce that will allow you to launch lots of different types of products. Yeah, we, we think so. And I want to make one gratuitous plug here at the last minute. So we're working on a new line of products to come out in the first quarter, and they are incredible. I love all first of our first quarter. Is like two weeks. I know, it must but be ready to go. Late, late first quarter. Okay, right, and right. we're sprinting to make that happen. But um, one of them is involved with um, um, sort of a mental sharpness harmony that helps you actually when you sleep, but you can reinforce it during the day. Huh. I didn't sleep well last night because of my kids um, who have the flu, um, and we've had a pretty exhaustive day. I took. Uh, about three grams of the formula behind this product 20 minutes before I came into the show. And man, oh man, it's great. And great is it stuff. a pill form or will it be a drink? It's going to be another drink. Okay. So stay tuned. All right. Yeah. It's Dow Labs. You can find them at DowLabs.com. Uh, MyDowLabs.com. MyDowLabs.com. M-Y-D-A-O-Labs.com. And we'll, uh, we'll put a link with the podcast as well. So when we post it, people will have an opportunity to find it there. Awesome. Um, check out their Instagram. Sounds like it's pretty cool. Also, um, are you guys on Facebook as well? We are on Facebook, uh, Dow Labs, D-A-O-L-A-B-S. All right. Uh, And uh, try out the Digestive Harmony. Try out the Immune Support if you're interested in checking it out. I have to say, we liked it. Awesome. We really liked it. My husband had a good success with it, um, other than the celery taste of the green one. Come on now. But I think I would still take it. That was what I even, like green juices. I blend it every morning. It's kale, and I don't. celery. Yeah, I don't love green juice. And that juice, was kind so. of the, that was kind of what I imagined when I kind of made that one. But not it, everyone likes that. And it's kind of celery and apple. But I will say, I still drank it. 
Like, it wasn't just the worst. It's a powerful formula. Yeah, and I thought, well, sometimes things that taste bad are good for you. I think it's actually the strongest. The herbs themselves are the strongest um, tasting in that formula. I think the other ones are a little bit easier to to mask. All right. Well, as long as it does what it needs (laughs) to do, right? Amen. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank Thank you. you.